The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily state or reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 4th of June, 2022. I'm your host, Bad Billy, and I've got a great show lined up for you, as I normally do. In the first hour, if you remember a few years back, I had a gentleman on by the name of Eli Howard. Yes, uh, he's out of Oregon. At the time I spoke with him, he was with a band called Brass Tax. I actually had him on the show twice uh, also when i was at uh, highway 30 i had him on the show yes uh, i'm speaking with him again he's with a new band they're called eli howard and the greater good also in the second hour and third hour i have the icon stephen james in the second hour we talk about some uh, very important pressing issues and in the third hour we uh, lighten it up with outlaw radio pop culture discussion before I get to any of that, I want to cue one of the songs from Eli Howard and the Greater Good. This is called Wildfire. I'll be back with the interview with Eli right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio.
thrill seeker rocking out to the station i hear you you're probably even sipping on a drink right now an average blah blah drink in a can or bottle one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you i'll bet you want something different don't you something more take your shot with cold cock whiskey the best whiskey anywhere why because it's different from other liquors cold cock whiskey is herbal whiskey 100 all natural herbs blended with aged american whiskey no more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. 
know that strippers in Australia spin on the bowl counterclockwise? Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, ma'am. Please don't touch. Speak up, because you can. Your mind is a powerful tool, and so is your freedom of speech. So use it. It's what separates you from being a number to being an individual. Thoughts, beliefs, opinions, it's what makes you, you. Stand proud and say it loud. Know your rights. Know your freedom to speak. This message is brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters, Education Foundation, and the Broadcast Education Association. So you go into your sporting goods or firearms store to get that gun and ammunition you've been wanting to buy, only to find out that the store doesn't have it. Worse yet, the shelves are bare. They're empty. Ugh. Well, that's why there's GunBroker.com. You want it? GunBroker.com's got it. Guns, gun parts, ammo, ammo storage, reloading equipment, binoculars, scopes, sights. Did I mention guns? Pistols, rifles, handguns, shotguns, machine guns, paintball guns, archery supplies, tools, jewelry, watches, even musical instruments and gear. Yes, GunBroker.com has those too. I'm telling you, they have it all. There are even auctions where you can bid on certain items. The folks at GunBroker.com know their stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years with over 6 million happy registered users. Why not become one of them? GunBroker.com. Go there. Check it out. Register today. It's 100% free. GunBroker.com. GunBroker.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliated with My Patriot Supply. Are you prepared for the next unplanned emergency? As we speak, inflation is rising and the grocery store shelves are stocked less and less every day. The time to prepare is now. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com, visit the store section, and click on the My Patriot Supply banner and purchase yourself some buckets of delicious gourmet food with a 25 year shelf life. You can also purchase other essential supplies you can use during times of unplanned emergencies. Supplies such as the Alexa Pure water filtration system, first aid and medical supplies, solar power supplies, and much more. Again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Visit the store section and click on the My Patriot Supply banner. Don't be left in the dark. Get yourself and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency today. I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Wildfire by Eli Howard and the Greater Good. And uh, it's been almost a couple of years, but I want to welcome back Eli to the show. How you been, brother? Oh, man, I couldn't ask for better. I, uh, I have no reason to complain. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, things have changed uh, since uh, the last time I talked to you, of course. Uh, I mean, the first time I had you on, and then the second time over at uh, Highway 30 in 2020, uh, you were with Brass Tax, and uh, it looks like uh, you've started uh, your own project. I have, man, and I'm, I'm really glad for where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what, what prompted the move exactly? Well, we just... I kind of think everyone you in. It's not like in really life we broke up. We just sort of stopped. And I think we were, uh, we all kind of collectively thought like we'd done what we could do as that. And uh, me in particular kind of had 
clashing opinions with another member about how hard I felt I should be working or, you know, us collectively as a group, I guess. Like I, I was a little bit more ambitious and I kind of came to the decision, you know, like if I want to work that hard, I'll just go do it. Instead of trying to convince someone else that we should be doing that, why don't I just, you know, go run something on my own where I can be working that hard. And that's what I did. And I'm happy about it. You know, it's, I, you can only repeat yourself over and over so many times, you know, it, it was a good lesson for me and cutting dead weight, if you will. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, you can only ask something like that so many times where it's just, you know, if you want something done, just, just go do it. There you go. There you go. And, um, the the differences I'm noticing now. Obviously, you still you still have kind of that uh, that Americana sound to to your music, but uh, yeah. with with Eli Howard, the Greater Good, I'm actually picking up more of a Beatles or John Lennon influence in that too. <laughs> oh man, we're uh, I think a lot of musicians pigeonhole themselves into trying to make like a sound. Or, you know, we gotta, we gotta sound like this and this, you know, like we gotta sound like a country band. So like, they're almost afraid to let their influences show. And I'm not, I, I like all things. I, and I, someone told me last night we played in Boise, Idaho. And this guy said, you guys don't sound like anyone. You guys sound like you. And I think that that was the best way to explain this. It's like, I'm, I don't want to sound like just a rock and roll band or just a, you know, a, a country band, because I think that's kind of mundane. And I, I like more music than just that. So why can't I just go out and do it i mean i mean uh take it as a compliment too when i say uh you sound a little bit like john lennon i mean i don't think oh man yeah i, I don't i've <laughs> i feel uh i'm not ever gonna say that out loud because i don't feel like i'm qualified to you know tie that dude's shoes how do you know if he was still alive so I, I appreciate you saying that because i love what the beatles did you know not just for music but you know experimenting with recording and stuff like that so I, I take that as a giant compliment i thank you very much my friend absolutely well um you know it, it's not something that's intentionally done it just kind of came out that way naturally is the way i see it it does and i that's what i wanted i didn't want anything to feel forced you know i wanted it to just sound like whatever we do is that's our thing yes you know, you, i see that a lot as i get out and play more as there's a lot of people trying to be what's hip instead of just being themselves you should never be ashamed to be yourself you know it's, don't don't take yourself so seriously is i think a good lesson for any musician you know just if you be yourself and you're honest with yourself and true to what you believe in i think that's when you're going to put out the best art yes yes absolutely absolutely so i'm um, like I said, you know, the last time I talked to you, there, I mean, that was Brass Tax. And then, of course, uh, you also hit the stage with uh, the Lowdown Drifters. Um, do you, you still keep in touch with any of those guys and still work with them a little bit? I mean, we played tonight at Western Days in Twin Falls, Idaho, and the Lowdown Drifters were there, and they got up on one of our last songs with us. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love those guys. I wish I could have been there. I mean, being right here in town, but... Uh, you know, I mean, I have to stick around at home uh, for the day job, too. I hear you, man. It's all good. It's You can't be at all of them. Yeah. Oh, well, as you know, my cousin's going to be performing tomorrow, and I'm not going to miss that. So. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, where, where does the band name uh, Eli Howard and the Greater Good, where does that come from exactly? Honestly, I just needed a name, and I was listening to a podcast one time, and I heard a guy say Greater Good, and I was like, that sounds wonderful. Let's do that. <laughs> uh, just, it's, it wasn't, just, I didn't really have like this big revelation or anything like that, where I was just like, man, I need a band name. And I'm really, uh, I'm really bad with like trying to get inspired. I'm, I'm kind of a lazy songwriter. Like I won't write a song for two months and then I'll write like three in the same day. I wait for inspiration to hit me, and I just heard someone say that. Something I was listening to, I was like, "Yep, bingo, great name." <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, also too. I mean, com- I mean, compared to what you've done in the past too. I mean, uh, I, I'm listening to Wildfire, and it's a great song, of course. It kind of seems to have a bit of a darker side than compared to other stuff that you've done as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wrote that with my friend Andrew Fulton from the band Magnolia Bayou, which you've probably seen at Highway 30 Music Fest before. Oh, I, rem- I remember them all too well. Great guys. Good friends. Good guys. Drew is a good friend of mine, and we wrote that song together over a FaceTime call, but that was about... Uh, my town where I live, Malala was almost like it stood the chance of getting leveled by these like wildfires that were coming in from all directions. And the wind was blowing them all like they were all going to meet in Malala. Yeah. It was not going to be good if they did, but luckily we finally got some rain and the town folk kind of put the fire out, like a bunch of people volunteered and there's, we're in a kind of a logging industry town. So there was a lot of people with cats and stuff like that, that they kind of took matters into their own hands and it was, it was crazy to see. It was really eye-opening and like what, you know, when, uh, when hardship happens, you really see a lot of humanity. You know, or Oregon's a state with, uh, with all kinds of variety to it also. Um, <laughs> it's I a mean, melting pot. I mean, I, I, I really don't have very, very, uh, much good to say about Portland. So I'm going to leave that one alone. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting place. It's I go there a couple times a year, and <laughs> every time I go, I feel like I need to wash my hands. Uh, I lived there when I was in my uh, preteens, uh, you know, fourth and fifth grade, and then then I moved on. But uh, you know, it was a bit of a rough place back then. But holy shit, I don't want to go there now. <laughs> yeah, I wish I knew the answer to that. You know, you see these homeless yeah. people and people on drugs, and oh yeah, I don't think anyone just wakes up one day and says, you know, this is the life I want. And I don't know where, I don't know how I got so lucky where I didn't end up on that path or whatever. But oh yeah, I and mean, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm grateful that I'm not. But I always wonder, like, what did I do so great? Where or what did they not do? where we ended up on these total different ends of the spectrum. Like they're humans just like you or I. And somehow, you know, these people are living alongside freeways and there's just so much drugs and I mean, a genuine homelessness crisis. And I wish I knew the answer of how to stop that. And I hate it, you know, and it's just, it's wreaked havoc on Portland. You know, there's garbage everywhere as a, as a result. And, you know, I, I don't think you just wake up one day and decide like, this is what I want. (laughs) I, I hate to see it. I really do. It's yeah. It, it's devastating. That's another reason I hate going to Portland. It's like I, I got to see that. It's like man, it makes it makes me grateful for what I have. It also, you know, the the empathy in me just like, gosh. Oh no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Oregon. I mean, like I said, mm-hmm. I mean the the place is so diverse. I mean, 
God, um, I, ju- I just remember this five years ago when uh, I was with uh, my wife and my stepdaughter, and we decided to go to uh, Coos Bay North Bend area. And Oh, wonderful. Yeah, um, you know, because I hadn't been there in almost in over 30 years, and so it was a long time return. Of course, uh, you know, um, be- seemed like uh, once I, I crossed state lines from Idaho all the way from Ontario to to bend was nothing but desert then yeah and then you go over a mountain and then you go get it you get past bend and it's all timber yeah it's forest it's crazy like that's what i always tell people about oregon is like you can hit every terrain that the united states has to offer in one state you're in the desert you go over a mountain and then you're at the beach in a couple hours after that like you can you can hit just about every type of terrain in a matter of hours yeah yeah and uh, one of those places I remember we had to st- had to stop on the way back because we took a different route outside of Eugene, and we stopped at this little country store and uh, pick up some snacks. And <laughs> I'm looking at this picture. I don't remember where this place is. It's it was just somewhere out in the timber. And uh, there's a picture of that very same store I was standing in with, and there were great big flames behind it. I'm like, this place survived that. Wow. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Yeah, or it's pretty rich in history. It's a it's an interesting place, man, with all the settlers and stuff like that. You know, people coming across the Oregon Trail, and you know, it's it's a pretty wild place, man. I I love it, but you know, there it is hard going into Portland. You know, I live about forty five minutes south in a town called Malala, and it's it was yeah. very heavily infrastructured by timber. I mean, that's what everyone did. My dad hauled logs in the early eighties up until the early nineties and both my grandpa's worked in mills. I mean, that's what everyone did. Everyone was in one way or another tied to the, the timber industry. Was that for a warehouser? Um, I think he did haul for warehouser a little (laughs) bit and, uh, crown Zellerback was another company that he hauled a lot for the guy that my dad got, he drove for a guy. He was a hire driver and then he ended up buying his own log truck with, kind of a deal under the logger that owned this company that you know, he said, you'll be my number one guy. He said, just go out and buy a log truck. You'll get loaded first every day. He goes, I can't get anyone to show up. He goes, you're always on time. So he gave my dad this loan to buy a log truck. And I remember they did a lot of work with Crown Zeller back, he said. Well, what I remember best was when I lived out, especially in Coos Bay, because we, we, I didn't have a television that whole year. But, uh, I could, I could go, uh, I could go fishing a lot anytime I wanted to. And I, and I did yeah. just that. That's where my, uh, my grandpa on my dad's side, he was from Coos Bay. And then he moved to like Modesto, California. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny you say that too, because, uh, you know, my childhood, I moved from, uh, Coos Bay to Portland and Portland to, uh, Modesto Stockton area. So. That's crazy. That is uh, crazy, yeah. Yeah, my grandpa, I think, well, Coos Bay was also heavily influenced by the timber industry. You know, trees grow really well in that coastal range. Oh, no, uh, they they grow on the sand dunes where you think nothing can grow. Right, exactly. It's crazy. I don't know if it's just all that rain they get combined with the sun or what, but um, (laughs) my dad told me when my grandpa was young, he said the timber industry kind of took a dive there for a while and i mean this is a long time ago that this happened and i because my grandpa was a baker or that's he owned a bakery in my hometown of malala years and years ago and uh 
I asked him, I said, how did he get into that? And he said, well, he was, uh, he was in the timber industry in Coos Bay, Oregon. And he had the choice of either stick around there or, you know, he liked to eat and stuff like that. So he, he, uh, he went down to Modesto, California and learned how to be a baker. And then he served in world war two. And when he got back, uh, short, you know, sometime after they, uh, when they were pregnant with my dad, they moved up to Malala and bought a house. And that's where my parents have been ever since, or my dad anyways. That's he was a baker in all Oregon. And then at night he worked at the at the one of the mills in town. Yeah, it's definitely a beautiful state. And, uh, you know, Coos Bay is probably one of the fondest uh, memories of, of my entire childhood, too. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> except for those giant slugs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, they were everywhere too, and they were they were probably I don't know, they were probably at least a half a foot long. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one thing. Yeah, you couldn't go outside barefoot. You might step on one of those things. <laughs> uh, but any anyway, um so yeah. Uh, around the last time I had you on too, uh, we we were uh, we were in the middle of the time when uh, the world's all gone to hell thanks to this uh, COVID bullshit. You know, yeah, it was kind of funny too as I look back on uh, that Highway 30 in 2020, and I remember zero confirmed cases despite the fact that uh, Gordy came under a lot of fire. That people were criticizing him, saying. Uh, you know, he only cares about his uh, pocketbook. He doesn't care about uh, those that attended the show because because nobody social distanced. Didn't seem like anybody cared. People wanted to live, and there were zero confirmed cases that that we know of. And I, you know, right. I I didn't catch COVID until what uh, four months later after that. <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know, I don't. I'm not a doctor. I don't know much about COVID because. Like every time I turn on the TV or the news, I, it just seems like those people are there to keep us mad at each other. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, you know, I, I I like to trust that a scientist. You know, like when I when I want to go to a tire guy, like if I got a flat tire, I go to a tire guy. It, like if I want to know about like a communicable disease, I would trust a doctor. So I mean, I don't I don't know anything about COVID. I didn't research shit on Google or YouTube. But one thing I do know is that Gordy is not selfish. That guy's not only caring about his pocketbook, especially for someone, you should know this, for someone that lives in Twin Falls, yeah, Idaho. Uh, I know. How much that guy gives away to the community and helps people. You know, like just tonight, there was a group of special needs adults, and Gordy had a spot set out for them. They just wanted to see Let's music. See. And That's the side that of That guy's heart. That guy has a huge heart. That's the side of and, the, these idiots that had to say that they they know nothing about him and and how much effort he puts out. I mean, it, you know, he had to fight tooth and nail just to have uh, Highway Thirty that year, and um, you know, and, and he, he it damn near didn't happen as we know. Until right, That's, anyone who wants to talk about you know, like you can no one is liked by everybody. And, you know, there's probably people out there that don't like Gordy, but for someone that's never met him, spoke to him, for them to say something as outlandish as that is just preposterous. I just, that, that upsets me more than anything. Like, I don't care about the COVID, you know, I, 
it's it lost we lost a lot of lives because of it and you know i lost a, a mentor of mine to it so like i'm it's kind of a sensitive subject for me to an extent you know i i don't know all the answers i don't pretend to uh, but, but to just to hear something like that that upsets me yeah i mean I, that guy that's like yeah. i take that personal because <laughs> that guy that guy's done a lot for me i mean a lot you know, no, I mean, chance on me when he didn't hardly know me. And, and obviously, I, you know, due to uh, complications with my daytime employer, I couldn't be at uh, Highway Thirty last year. And it, oh, he, he was, he was kind of uh, upset about that. I, I later found out. You know, I was like, Gordy, I'm sorry, I can't be there. And it, you know, it's he, he wanted me there. You know, and and just no know, knowing it. Uh, you know that letting me in for free and just do that. You know, take the to take that that uh, chance right there, just so I can have some fun and, and uh, you know ex- uh, give these uh, artists a little bit more exposure. You know, he wanted right. he wanted to give that to me and he and he couldn't. Well, this this year it's going to happen. So. <laughs> That's wonderful. I, I like yeah. to hear that, man. Yeah, that guy gives a lot, and I don't. I've never remembered a time where he's asked anything in return. Yeah, very you know, he's, very selfless man. He is. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Seems like seems like the more that guy has, the more he wants to give too. You know, there's some people the more they have, the more they want for themselves. Uh, the more that guy has, the more he wants to give. He doesn't build a higher fence; he builds a longer table. That's right. I mean, uh, you know, and and uh, he's not tempted by any type of power, or any of that. He, he is awesome. You know. He is. Yeah. And he built that festival from, I mean, look at the pictures from the first year it happened. It was tiny. And now, I mean, what's it, four or five days now? It's at least four days, yeah. It's... I mean, it's 30-plus bands this year for Highway 30. I mean, it's just, and he put, I've got, I've got to play in festivals in other states and stuff like that. And I've, I've played all across the country. And then that is one of the classiest events. And <laughs> the way that the staff and everyone treats all of us, like, I feel guilty they give us so much. <laughs> like this one woman came running out. She saw we had a cooler in our trailer and she, I mean, not only did they help us load all our gear across to the stage, which I feel guilty about enough already. They came out with a bunch of ice and loaded up our cooler. I mean, they just, they can't wait to just help people there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God though. It, um, it, uh, yeah, I, we kind of got off track, but I, I meant to ask you too. Um, it's like, uh, you know, after uh, Highway 30 in 2020, it's like, like you you told me with brass tacks, everything just stopped. Of course, uh, things weren't going very much. Even after that, we were still in this in this uh, shithole that uh, we were stuck in for a while. Yeah, without actually, uh, Highway 30 2020 was brass tacks' last show. Oh, really? Really? At least I got. Yeah. To, at least I got to be there for that. So that's what I was. <laughs> I, I was going to ask too. Is I. I had to assume that uh, part of it was uh, due to COVID, you know, freezing everything. And so I don't think so because I mean, I think that was almost an excuse for a member to not do anything, but he just, I'm trying to be nice about this. It, no. How about we skip that? Uh, a bad part? attitude. Is, yeah. A bad attitude is very mm-hmm. contagious. Yeah. How about we skip and that I, that part <laughs> though? Cause I want to ask well, you, I, yeah, go ahead. Man. Yeah, because uh, we're we're gonna go from the from the negative right to the to the ultimate positive of when 
When exactly were the seeds planted for Eli Howard the greater good? The day that the day brass tax broke up. The day so that that was still back in twenty twenty? Yeah. It was August of twenty twenty, I think, when the the group text was sent out that a member was quitting, which just kinda meant we were disbanding, which was fine. No one even I don't think anyone even responded to the text. We were just like, Cool. Whatever. This is a release. And yeah, and which was kinda like COVID kinda worked to my advantage at that in a sense of that because I didn't have a to give an excuse why I hadn't done shit, which I was just kinda in silence. I was recording an album and I didn't say a word. And then when I finally broke the news, like I had kind of, I was able to get a pretty good jump start on what I was doing instead of just started off from nothing. Like I had most of my album tracked and I shot a live take video to break the news. Like this is my new band. There you go. There you go. I mean, uh, well, this, that Phoenix didn't take long to rise from the ashes. Now did it? No, but I've always liked playing music. I I didn't. I liked playing music with those guys, and I'm not ashamed of anything we did in that group. It was a great learning experience. But when it was over, it was definitely time, and I'm I'm happy about it. You know, I'm grateful for the stuff we got to do. We got to do a lot of really really neat things, and it was a you know I learned a lot. Learned a lot about what I don't like as a you know from a band leader and I try to be very empathetic to my guys because of that. But at the same time, I I learned a lot about how I don't want to be treated. You grew from the experience. You do. You always learn more about yourself from negative experiences, than positive ones, I think. But I think, you know, to take a guitar away from you is like taking me out of the studio. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, I do love playing. It's when I'm at my happiest for sure. You know, I don't, really have a whole lot of other hobbies i tried to get into fishing for a while and i really wasn't that good at it i'm not patient enough and i just like and it's not even just playing guitar i like performing i like trying to you know if someone's having a bad day i want to be the conduit to help that yes yes indeed i wanted to ask you about that too uh when when it comes to playing guitars uh is there a preference you have do you um other times where you just prefer to go acoustic or you know do you, do you prefer a fender or a gibson or any any type of preference uh man fender and gibson are probably my two main favorite guitar companies i just think you know like leo fender got it right the very first time you know especially with telecasters uh so i play a lot of tellies i play a lot of esquires which is basically just a one pickup telecaster you only got a bridge pickup no neck pickup so i do a lot of those and uh i mean i love gibson les paul juniors <laughs> and man i got more guitars than a guy ever deserves to have honestly like i've been given i've been so blessed i got you know i got more gibson guitars than some people own guitars period and i've just i've been lucky i always worked or you know where's I was at the right place at the right time to be able to buy a piece of gear or whatever. And I've, <laughs> it's some, I've sometimes I find myself taking it for granted, which is horrible, but I'm very fortunate to have the gear that I have. And I just, I love guitars. I really do. I love, <laughs> I seem to really tend to lean towards telecasters. Cause I feel like if there was a nuclear Holocaust, like they, the telecasters would still be around and they'd all still be in tune. And if the grid were to ever go, go down, you'd still have an acoustic. Yeah, and you, I, I do acoustics. I never, like, during our full band set do I pull one out. 
but I do a lot of solo shows and you know, I, I don't know shit about acoustic guitars. I don't even know what a good one is. I play a $350 Epiphone Hummingbird. It sounds good to my ears and that's it. Like I've, I've never gone in like acoustic guitar shopping or anything like that. You know, I got, I got to tell you my, my best friend back in uh, Horseshoe Bend, Idaho, I remember, um, you know, he, he's not so much into it now, but when he was younger, he played guitar a lot. And, uh, you know, I remember uh, one day he got a BC Rich, and he he was really proud of that, you know. But I will never forget uh, when he, he, he was forced to work so much overtime uh, at this one job that he had. And then when he got his tax returns, he, oh, he got a shitload of money back. And, <laughs> and, uh, it was time for his ultimate dream when, when he came out of the, uh, out of the music shop, it was Dorsey's music in Boise. I, I could have sworn, <laughs> I don't, I can't, ex I can't explain the expression on his face. It was, uh, he was more, he, he was, it was like he just got he just got the best lay of his life i i guess he's coming out <laughs> i think out. they call that sweat equity right when you you know <laughs> yeah. you earned it and he had something to show for it you know that's a that's a cool feeling and my i bought my first gibson guitar at 15 years old my mother had to drive me to the guitar shop for it and it was kind of the same thing i worked a lot got some money for christmas and yeah saved and yeah. uh, i bought my first american made guitar i owned a gibson guitar at 15 years old it was a gibson sg well, he was coming and out was of. So, sorry about that. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. Yeah. Like I was, I was like, look at what I like. Look what this hard work earned me. Yeah, and he, I, you know, I no yeah. one gave it to me or nothing. So you know, it's like you, you, you have it yourself, and there's a, such an immense amount of pride in that. Like, wow, look at this! Like hard work does pay off. Well, his was a Les Paul. So. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, he, he was. Uh, oh God. He, yeah, I, I think that's the happiest I had ever seen him was when he came out with that uh, with that Gibson Les Paul. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know, and good. That's a guitar to be proud of. Yeah, I mean, well, that's that's like uh, you know the uh, uh, what do you, what do you say? You know, I mean, it's the creme de la creme of guitars. I they mean, are. I There's I the reason so many people wanted them. Yeah, I mean, I played guitar a little bit myself, you know, which is why I I know uh, a little bit about them. But uh, you know, obviously, uh, to to have a guitar like like that, you know, it's. I mean, for one, I I think you you have to absolutely know how to play. I mean, you just can't. That's a guitar made for playing. You don't let it sit around and collect dust. No, yeah, that one deserves to get out and be used. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, as for you, uh, you got to, you know, COVID's basically can't say it's over a hundred percent, but Hey, I think we're, we've seen the light at the end of the tunnel. As long as, uh, you know, this, we don't catch no, uh, monkey pox. <laughs> I think, I think the worst is behind us. Exactly. You know, I don't think it's going away forever. You know, I think it'll be something we're always going to have to live with. It's COVID you know, season now. Are you ready? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I. I mean, it's yeah. it's the unfortunate truth of it, which I, I hate. You know, I hate how many lives we lost, or jobs, businesses. You know, just the psychological strain it put on so many people of not being able to make their rent because they're unemployed. It was more than just a sickness, man. But it's a. 
I hope the worst is behind us. I really do. I want to see people getting on with their lives and being able to go out and enjoy. You know, it's almost like we have to retrain our brains how to be around each other. Yes. So, you know, it got too comfortable being able to just look at the screen of your phone and, you know, not have to be around people in a, you know, people are meant to gather in groups. You know, we're, we're a tribal species. <laughs> you know what? You got to explain that to some of these kids who think the best concert experience is watching it live on YouTube. Uh, like, man, I've never, I've never felt subs hitting me, you know, like the way bass does through a set of subs at a live concert. I've never felt that over my phone. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, I, you got to get the experience of it. I mean, yeah, it's, any live event just beats whatever you see on the internet or on TV, you know, like, especially me, I'm a UFC MMA fan. And, um, you know, the first time I sat ringside at, at a fight and, you know, it, it, oh man, and you could probably hear them talking shit to each other and everything else. Uh, the, even worse, worse than that is when you actually hear the impact of every punch and kick and every slam, you know, it's, it's, you know, right there. <laughs> it's different. You can especially when speaking of COVID, when they had those empty arena type matches and you heard every hit like that. Oh yeah. That was hard to watch, man. Like I've watched a little bit of those, some of those fights mm -hmm. over, uh, you know, when COVID was happening and that was hard to watch. <laughs> well, but then again, I've boxed and, uh, you know, they, they sound worse than they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what's, what's in the horizon for you coming up? You, I mean, obviously, uh, you, yeah, it doesn't look like you're super booked, but it looks like you got a pretty uh, steady schedule ahead of you. Yeah, if you go to EliHowardMusic.com, all of our tour dates are posted up there, and we're going to stay pretty busy for the time being. About every, we're trying to do every Thursday through Saturday, be doing full band stuff, and then I try to do solo shows during the week as well. But man, it's the busier we are, the happier we are. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's our goal is to be, you know all over the place i mean we're not stopping booking shows and the more we can do the better yes yes yeah so uh, i think uh, that's about all the questions we have i don't think i would call this an interview this is more of a conversation and i really enjoyed it <laughs> man it was always it's always great to talk to you you've always been just so so wonderful to me just from the first time i met you i think at the pocket in twin falls you just walked up and introduced yourself and absolutely you've always been nothing, nothing short of a gentleman to me every time we talk man it's always a pleasure to talk to you on the phone yeah yeah of course i got a i got uh, somebody in new york that will tell you the opposite of me but uh he's oh, insignificant <laughs> you can't make everybody happy someone told me one time you can be the sweetest peach on the tree there's always people that hate peaches <laughs> yeah yep Oh, no, my, my haters are my motivators. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's people that don't like what I'm doing, mm -hmm. but I don't know. Yeah. If, you let them get in, if you let them get you down, they will. <laughs> no, but I'm pretty sure you'll, you know, whether or not Gordy sets you something up, you'll be back this way again and again. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, it's always a pleasure to... Uh, talking to you um real quick uh, before we hit the next music set which you know i'll play a couple more of your songs but i think i i also got to sneak in a brass tax uh, song in there because i love that stuff too um okay um why don't you go ahead and uh, plug your information again uh elihowardmusic.com is where you can 
it'll link you to all of our social media places. Uh, go to Spotify, Eli Howard and the Greater Good. You can buy all of our merch online. We got vinyls. We got CDs, T-shirts. You can buy handwritten lyrics if you like our songs. Uh, and uh, check our tour dates. Come out and see us play. We're trying to cover as much of the United States as possible. So uh, <laughs> don't be afraid to come catch us live. Well, uh, you know what? I think I got a... Uh I got to talk to a buddy of mine out in uh, New Hampshire who's um, who knows what uh, what seeds we can plant there. But, uh, yeah, I'll have to have to see if I can get you set up with an interview with uh, my buddy Matt Connerton at uh, WMNH in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, because I think once he uh, hears some of your stuff, he's he's really going to like what he hears and uh, he'll he'll have to talk to you. I'd love that, man. If he's a friend of yours, he's a friend of mine. <laughs> All right. Hey, you take care, bud. Take care, my friend. Good talking to you. You bet. And there you have the interview with Eli Howard. It's always a pleasure talking to him. Going to go to the first music set of the show. Like I said, I just got all five songs, mixing it up with uh, Eli Howard and the Greater Good with a couple of songs by Brass Tax. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, did you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth?
This portion of Outlaw Radio is brought to you by the new line of Fresno soaps, available soon in pumps or bars, because he just loves picking up the soap. New from Breath Wasters Records, the album you didn't know you were waiting for is finally here. Oh my, 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 my. The greatest hit of Fresno. Subtitled. I'm your prison bitch. All of your favorite Fresno routine, including these classic utterances. I have had sex with many girls. We were doing it so much one time in a store when we first met each other, and I masturbated so much at a bus stop. Kind of stupid, but I got a herpes sore. She did flip a booger in my salad when we were eating at one of the restaurants when we first met each other. She is incredible. With his unoriginal style of babbling bullshit, no man has ever done more with less than Fresno. Bad Billy really has, um, um, you know, this is Fresno, yes. The greatest hit of Fresno is available on two CDs, two vinyl LPs, or one single MP3 download. That didn't work. Buy it now before supplies last forever.
try as I may, I just can't break away. I'm in search of light, but consumed by hate. Lord, if you can hear me, take me out of
think about you Cause I'm better off without you Oh, and I doubt you Could ever see me now See me now Yeah, 
guilty of the sins I Live by the good and the whiskey ride I hit by day and ran by night And my attempt to escape the light I fall short as an honest man Don't need but works with my own two hands I'm coming home as fast as I can Lord, take me by surprise
They say my hair's too long They tell me I can't sing Some people don't like my songs They say they don't like my friends I think they got me all wrong is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your hunter athletic gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, hunter athletic gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed battle after battle hunter athletic gear is the brand celebrating your victory hunter athletic gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies including compression pants fight shorts hoodies vests caps and bikinis they can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business visit their website at huntermma.co.za gear up and let's train What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and 
and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but also millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all your support. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products now, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We are offering the best products ever for the best prices ever. Mike Lindell is a true patriot who loves America, and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials box and use promo code OUTLAW for all Mike's great discounts. Or call 1-800-652-3982. And remember to use promo code OUTLAW. And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray products. From the Ultra 10,000 Nanograms Package to the Platinum 300,000 Nanograms Package. There are also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number two, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men, men again. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics IGF-1, making men, men again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Eli Howard and the Greater Good with Get Right. Before that, Brass Tax with Guilter of a Sinner's Life. Before that, Eli Howard and the Greater Good with See Me Now. Before that, Brass Tacks Without Yonder. And starting off the whole set, Eli Howard and the Greater Good with Bad News. And yes, it won't, I'll say it again, it was awesome having Eli back on the show. All right, in just a little bit, it'll be time for Outlaw Radio Gun Talk. Of course, I'm joined by the icon, Stephen James. Before I get to any of that... It is time to reveal the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week. And ladies and gentlemen, the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is Arizona Congressman Ruben Gallego. Of course, uh, he's one of these left-wing piece-of-shit Democrats that uh, wants to take... uh, Tragedies like the Uvalde 
shooting and the Buffalo shooting, and he wants to pin it on Republicans, as if it's the Republicans' fault, because we on the right support the Second Amendment and do not um, agree to the banning of AR-15s, regardless of the fact that they were used in these shootings. But, you know, he people like him don't look at the facts. They just want to find somebody else to blame. This guy is just another piece of shit that does not belong in any branch of government office. Uh, he's part of the problem that we have, and pieces of shit like him need, need to be flushed out, excuse me, voted out would be the proper term. All right, moving right along, it's time for Outlaw Radio Gun Talk with the icon Stephen James. Here we go. It's time for Outlaw Radio Gun Talk. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Gun Talk, uh, normally the icon Stephen James would join me for the Steve solution, uh, but given the hand that I'm dealt, uh, we got some serious shit to talk about, and he's happy to talk about it with me. What's going on, brother? I don't know about happy, but uh, I'm definitely here. <laughs> yes. And, you know, obviously, thanks for having me on this portion of the show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, by the way, those of you watching uh, the video portion here, I just got to sh show the shirt that I'm wearing. I think uh, the, the microphone is kind of covering it up, but you see what that is? That would be man boobs. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, um, no, this is uh, the uh, train station shirt. Oh, okay. You know, hey, Rip, why don't you go to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest, grab that trash and take it to the fucking train station. I don't know. My shirt says uh, Stark Industries. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a knockoff shirt from $6 tees. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, uh now, after, after the recent shootings that we got in Buffalo, New York, we got in Uvalde, Texas, and we got, got shit going on in Oklahoma, we got shit going on, uh, God, I can't remember where else now, uh, we, got, we got the goons in Washington, D.C. Trying to, trying to pass this Save the Children Act. Well, first off, the only reason... These subsequent shootings happened after Buffalo. Is it gave people with mental illnesses ideas? I mean, that's what it is, especially Tulsa. I mean, obviously, the kid in Texas was well off his rocker and was probably planning this for a minute, but Tulsa. That was an impromptu look at how much media coverage this guy got. Well, the, the, you know, another thing, too, is, uh, you know, social media, social fucking media. OK, I. I just got off oh, a couple weeks ago from uh, 
stint in Facebook jail because I was I responded to an article and I commented. It was about a woman who killed her kids, and uh, she's um, she's being tried for it. And I my comment was, "Hang the bitch." Oh no, you incited, oh, you incited no. violence. You incited violence. Thirty days. You can't. Was she, was she black, by the way? No. Oh no. There's that at least. No, she she's being tried and convicted of killing her own kids, and it's like, I'm that. I'm, by the way, your comment, you know, hang the bitch. That's what I. You know, believe we need to go back to we, you know, not 20 years on death row. It's guilty. All right, let's take him out front and fucking hang the motherfucker on the courthouse lawn, regardless of race, religion, creed, anything like that or sex. Just you're guilty. You die. Period. The the night stalker, Richard Ramirez is damn near sit sit was sitting on death row for almost 30 years. Did they finally ever execute him? No, he caught cancer. Oh, good God. He caught cancer. They never executed him. Of course they didn't. Uh, but, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, his last name was Ramirez, so we I, don't but, we, we don't execute people with Last names that are Smith or Jones. Oh, I guarantee if it if it was in Texas, he would have he would have been. Humble. Well, Texas is different, and thank God for Texas because uh, I believe Ron White, uh, who I'm not a huge fan of anymore, but at one point in his career, said something I love very much. In Texas, if you kill somebody, we'll kill you back. I like that about Texas. <laughs> I like a lot of things about Texas, actually. Yeah, yeah. In Texas, they don't waste no fucking time. And not only that, too, that whole, all that bullshit about, uh, you know, what's your, what do you want for your last meal? Uh, no more of that because their victims sure the fuck didn't get a last meal. I mean, you know, I'm okay with, I don't care one way or the other about the last meal. I really don't. I mean, Jesus got a last supper, so I guess I'm fine if, you know, a guy that murdered his wife and unborn child, you know, wants to have a pint of ice cream. I really don't care. It literally. Are you going to kill him? Cool. Feed him whatever the hell he wants. I don't give a fuck. Now, I'd, I'm sorry. I I look at it differently. Their their victims didn't get to choose. Why should they fuck that shit? True, but there's also a misconception about the last meal. You don't get whatever the hell you ask for. You get whatever the prison has available on hand. No. So if that is actually a fact, if you know if your favorite meal in prison is their fried chicken, then you get you know the prison fried chicken that's fine they're not getting anything you know special they're getting what's available and i'm fine with that 
I don't that's, really care. That, that, that's all, all besides the point. Uh, Save the Children Act. I mean, uh, so what do they want to do? They, they want to make AR-15s no longer available, which is a bunch of bullshit. I personally don't own an AR-15, but I still support someone's right to own one if they want one or if they already have one. Beto O'Rourke, go fuck yourself. You're going to you're going to go door to door and try to confiscate them from people with with uh, who I'd, already. Yeah, not I'd gonna, like to see him come by to confiscate one of my guns. <laughs> and oh, no, oh, but if you don't cooperate, there's going to be consequences. That's what he's promising. Yeah, there's going to be consequences. There's going to be, uh, you know, a lot of injured people. And unfortunately, a lot of them are going to be the great men and women in law enforcement that are just trying to do their jobs. And so, you're just creating a fucking massacre. You're going to kill a bunch of cops, incarcerate a bunch of good people. And guess what? All the bad people that have their guns uh, illegally that the cops don't know that they have them so they can't go knocking on their doors. They're still going to have guns, which means we're going to have less armed officers and less armed good civilians. Yeah, exactly. So there, there's, there's that that um, uh, they're talking about, uh, you know, there can't be a magazine capacity of over 10, which is, you know, I can't understand. And I talked about this with Philip last week is, um, you know, when you're deer hunting, what you can only have three in the magazine, which doesn't make sense, you know? So what does magazine capacity have to do with that's a bunch of bullshit too. I see. I disagree with that. I don't think you need a 30 round magazine mainly because if you can't, Personally, I'm good with a two-round magazine because if I can't kill somebody coming into my house with two rounds, then I shouldn't have a gun because I don't know how to fucking use it. And of course, uh, you know, I I've got uh, I've got mine right here, Glock nine millimeter, and uh, yeah. Ruger 9 right here, CS3 model with, by the way, my We the People holster. Yes. Thank you, Billy. How, how, many, how many in the magazine? Uh, in the magazine, I've got seven plus one of the pipe. Okay, so, so eight shots total. And you know what? If an armed group of four tries to enter my house, I guarantee there are going to be with that one magazine. I don't have to go for another gun or switch, you know, put in my other magazine with one magazine in there. I guarantee if four armed intruders or unarmed, I don't really give a shit. If you're coming into my house, I'm going to leave four fucking bodies. Well, I've got uh, could carry a total of 11, but uh, I never keep one in the pipe. I've been told I shouldn't really do that. I do. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's no safety or fire switch on that gun, so that's why. I don't keep my safety on. <laughs> I, 
my children have been trained. They know, do not touch my gun. They know where it's at. They know if they ever want to look at it or touch it, they can always ask me and I will sit down with them and, you know, they can hold, I've taken all three of my children shooting multiple times. They respect firearms. They understand them. Now, the one thing that I do agree with uh, on this bill is raising the age because, you know, this, these kids, one in Buffalo, the one in Uvalde, they both were 18 and purchased, uh, you know, I don't know about the one in Buffalo, but I, uh, rumor has it the kid in Uvalde legally purchased his AR-15. Now, it is federal law that you have to be um, 21 to buy any pistol, but yet to buy any long gun is, uh, is 18 now. I think uh, that should that should go by magazine capacity, right there. Is uh, you you know in, anything uh, other than a hunting rifle or a single shot shotgun or you know um, you have you, you have to be twenty one uh, to get anything more than that. I really am with the you know magazine capacity. Again, if you're a hunter, that's fine. You should need. I don't know about you know two or three shots. You should need more than five. If so, you're not equipped properly for hunting, or you're just not good at it. So you know, do something else. Why do you need a thirty round clip to go deer hunting? And by the way, who the hell is going deer hunting with an AR-15? Oh, they, they actually do in, in uh, certain parts, especially the South, from what I understand. Yeah. You know, I live in the South, and the South is full of morons. So, I mean, they have multiple uses for their AR-15s. and if, if they, I have one use for an AR-15. That's to blow the fuck out of somebody's human body and riddle it with bullets and quite frankly, again, I don't need 30 rounds to do that. If I can't kill them in the, let's be fair to somebody that's not close to an expert shot, let's say five. If you can't kill somebody in five rounds or at least put them down, you have no business owning a gun. But that... That's besides the point, Stephen. No, I mean, I, I agree with the spirit of the law. I understand that. But nobody needs a 30-round magazine. Oh, no. But it, you know what? The Constitution clearly said, and I like how Stephen Gottlieb of uh, Second Amendment Foundation put it, it's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I agree with that also. So, and what I, And what I'm saying is, I don't think necessarily that there should be, you know, laws against it because quite frankly, criminals don't follow laws. Anyway, we already know that that's the easiest, most basic argument we have is they can't buy it legally. They're going to buy it illegally. You want to yeah. fix that problem? Make selling, you know, firearms, illegally 
Make that, you know, fucking death penalty right there. You know, you're, you know, Billy the crack dealer and you sell, you know, two vials of crack and I'm using your name as an example. (laughs) No, but you sell two vials of crack and a nine millimeter to Jerome and he goes off and kills two people. You get life in prison. And what the death penalty? You do laws like that. You make it harder for illegal gun owners and illegal gun sellers. Now you got a game changer, in my opinion. Well, how about people like that? That one moron I talked to in on on uh, Twitter. I forgot his name, but he says, "Well, not only if if there's a mass shooting and people get killed, not only should the shooter get punished." But the arms dealer should get punished. And you should. Okay, you know what? Somebody set a license. Oh, 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 hold on. No. An illegal arms dealer. An illi- no. Okay, no, he's not a legal one. No, he's talking about legal arms dealer. That. Oh no, that's wrong. Who, yeah. Okay, and not only that, but uh, who else should get punished? Oh, maybe Smith and Wesson or Ruger or Glock or Remington or Winchester. You, you, whoever uh, manufactured the rifle needs to be punished too. You know what? Absolutely. And you know, uh, heart disease is the number one killer of uh, Americans. So therefore, McDonald. Every time somebody has a fucking heart attack, if they can prove that they ate at McDonald's, you sue the fuck out of McDonald's too. Or uh, you know, uh, go after whoever makes uh, spoons and forks. You know, because, uh, you know, it's the spoons and the forks that make people fat and give them diabetes and heart, at- heart well, attacks. Well, see, the best thing is you don't need a spoon or a fork with McDonald's. All that's hand, hand fed. So <laughs> let's, no. go right at, let's go right after the big culprit, you know, big burger. But the, yeah, that's all that's all silly bullshit. The, po- the point is, you know, all the ramifications are going to end up being more dead kids. You pass these laws. Not only that, but quite frankly, as long as the media keeps sensationalizing it, you turn on and, you know, I'm generally a proponent of Fox news, but fuck Fox news. Literally, even Fox, somebody who leans my way, you turn. If I turn my TV on right now on Fox News, they're talking about Texas. And if they're not ta- talking about Texas, they're talking about Buffalo. And if they're not talking about Buffalo, they're talking about Tulsa. And if they're Stop. not. Well, and if they're not talking about any of that, they're talking about insignificant shit like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Right. Well, my, my point is, if you stop giving, you know, these assholes that do this kind of shit publicity, then they're not going to want to go out in a blaze of glory because there's no fucking glory. Nobody's going to cover it. The problem is stories like this sell advertising dollars and the more they talk about it the more they can 
fucking charged gold bond medicated powder. You know, or the more or the more they can charge Crest toothpaste, whatever. Actually, there there is a, a rather good movie I encourage people to check out that was made in the late 90s called Mad City, which uh, stars John Travolta and Dustin Hoffman. Basically all about um, media coverage. And I remember that was the first time I heard the phrase, if it bleeds, it leads. And at, at the end, you know, it, I remember that movie. Yeah. It's it a good the, movie. Very good. I, I watched it. And at the end, you know, Travolta, you know, off himself. But remember the very end part before the credits started rolling, where uh, Dustin Hoffman uh, was too close to the museum during the explosion and he caught some glass to the face and he's bleeding a little bit. And they're like, oh, don't wipe the blood off. That looks good. Yeah. It's like, they, yeah, they, they want to feed this shit to. To society. Oh, I mean, I agree with, you know, that in all forms. I mean, when can we go back to, and a lot of this, you really want to trace it back. It stems from media coverage and, you know, Walter Cronkite didn't do a deep dive into Lee Harvey Oswald. He just said, you know, the president is dead. You know, it was reporting the facts. That's you fact. flash forward to Columbine, and we got this endless fucking diatribe about the shooters and about their families and about how they felt and all that. Why do you think people keep doing it? Because they know they're going to get fucking posthumous airtime. They get to leave a legacy. Guess what? If we don't leave their fucking legacy... If we end the story with this asshole went into this school or this hospital or this grocery store or wherever and say he shot some people, we are not going to fucking talk about him at all, period. We won't even release his name. We don't want that logged in the annals of history. Listen to this, Stephen. They're not going to be stars anymore. Stephen. I'm going to read you a quote here. The media's most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make the innocent guilty and the guilty innocent. And, and that's power because they control the minds of the masses. Who do you think said that? Sounds kind of like a Ted Turner quote. Malcolm X. Hmm. Oh, Malcolm X, Ted Turner, same guy, right? I don't know if his name was Ted Turner or not. No, it was no, Mal it, Malcolm Little was actually his real name. Yeah, it wasn't even Malcolm. Uh, no, his his first name was Malcolm. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, it's not Black History Month. I'm not uh, up to snuff there. And, <laughs> June, and Juneteenth is, you know, weeks away. Well, I'm not even going to acknowledge Juneteenth because I really don't give a shit. I don't even know what it is, so I don't care. Uh, my point is, if the you can talk about gun control all you want, let's talk about media control. And I don't mean suppressing a free press because that's a very important thing. 
but can we stop the press? You know, let's just not release the names of these shooters. Nothing about them. Let's just seal their names. And therefore, we have nothing to talk about them. So therefore, if they get no news play, the next person going, maybe I should shoot up a school. My name will be in history. I can finally be known for something instead of this big loser that I am. Except nobody will ever know your name. Therefore, you've got no reason to go in and fucking do this. So, yeah, this the whole the whole point is too is you know the gun control is not going to work as I've said many times before, and I know I sound like a broken record. Um, well, you know most crim and let's face it, mass shootings aside, those again come down to less than one percent of gun violence. Don't, you know, that's a phrase, too, that I think. Why do we use the phrase gun violence? It, you know, it's just putting more attention on our firearms. Well, because if it's used, honestly, 99% of gun violence is not perpetrated through legally bought weapons. That is true, and I've said that many times, even though no matter how much the libtards want to try to prove me wrong, you know, I mean, they basically have it in their, their mind, too. It's like I talked to one of my buddies after Sandy Hook. They, they thought that we could, we could get guns over the counter so easily without going through red tape, and I'm like, no, that's not true. I realize that it's easier to get a gun in my country than you can in yours. But there's still red tape to go through before getting one. I have lived at the same address for years. I have had the same clean background for years. A couple months ago, had a little financial scrape, took one of my guns in, pawned it. In order to pick that gun up, you know, a couple weeks later when I, you know, paid off the pawn ticket. I had to fill out a thing, you know, the same thing every gun purchaser has to fill out unless it's a private sale. Most guys said, oh, yeah, this will take about 10 minutes. I'm like, no, it won't. It took me a week to get my own gun back. My own gun that I had already purchased legally. The federal government said I had to wait a week to get my own gun back. And I have a 100% clean background. Oh, well, now they want to make sure you don't get it back. And I, I can guarantee, you know, they're, they're saying, oh, well, we're, we're going to uh, still respect the Second Amendment, you know, and it's just we're going after AR-15s or whatnot. I guarantee you they're going to start with AR-15s and they're going to want to go all the way down to the basic musket muzzle loader. They're going to want to take it all. It's very simple. You give the government one inch, they're going to go a mile. Damn right they are. So we got to we got to stop them right here. 
This is unconstitutional bullshit. And I want to say something else, too. The NRA isn't going to do dick for you. The, the NRA used to mean something. They really actually are still a very powerful Washington lobby. Um, but if you want to join an organization that's going to actually, that has the balls to stand up and fight for your Second Amendment rights, then look no further than the Second Amendment Foundation, saf.org. And it only costs $150 for a lifetime membership. Fifth question. $50 for five years. Quick question. Just because I want to keep everything on the table. Are they a sponsor? No, they're not. That's what I like to hear. You're not getting anything to say this. I don't, I don't care. They're a nonprofit organization. I don't expect to get anything from them. Well, no, but I'm sure they advertise. Otherwise, how did you hear about them? They obviously have to advertise. That's why I was asking, are they advertising on this show? Your answer is no. And you're still supporting and endorsing them. Fuck. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. As far as a good organization. Yeah. I'm that's, I'm looking into them. Yeah, I had, there is a commercial uh, public service announcement for the Second Amendment Foundation in, in the break. So, yeah, but uh, I think we, we're definitely running out of time for this segment. So um, what we're going to do, we're going to uh, cut it to uh, the next uh, music break. And when we come back, Stephen will still be with me because uh, we're going to keep Gonna get it more lighthearted, talk about something else. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen because we always ask, Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan.
from Breath Wasters Records. It's the worst of Idiot Joe. Subtitle, the sad, angry little old geezer with no dick, no friends, and no self-control. <laughs> Hear all of Idiot Joe Martin's racist, anti-Semitic, misogynistic, garbage routine, including these disgusting throwbacks. Yes, I'm a racist. I hate blacks. Yeah, I call them chocolates. Let me tell you, the biggest crime that the Jews did, they crucified our Lord because they wouldn't believe that he was the Messiah. You got a lot of hate inside Because I love Jesus. You you people people hate Jesus, okay? So that's the difference between my culture and your non-culture. You shut your mouth and do my dishes, Winch. And you can do my laundry, too. Your motherfucking got the black man's cock in their fucking pussy. You're a wigger. You got your hat on backwards. You want to be black. You fucking pussy. You fucking want to be Chocolato. Why don't you put yourself black paint on your fucking body? I could sit here all day long and tell you people that I'm a badass from New York. He declares himself a big star. I am afraid of man. You know, I forgot what I was going to say. I got a brain fart. Yes, with his unoriginal style of babbling bullshit, no one has ever done more with less than Idiot Joe. (laughs) You're damn right. The Waste of Idiot Joe is available on three C90 audio cassette tapes or three vinyl LP records. Sorry, no CDs or MP3 download versions here because Idiot Joe is so behind the times, he doesn't even know what the fuck those things are, let alone how to master them. Shut the fuck up, retard. To order The Waste of Idiot Joe, Call 1-500-S-M-A-L-F-R-Y. Call and order now before supplies last forever. the man don't you let him hold you down when we are the 99 fix me up another line every time i do it i'll be saying it's the last time listen to my story live so hard rock don't wail morphine it will make your heart stop i am a creature my i will eat her i'll marry her and argue when i drink i will beat her just too crazy big rap baby sensitive to criticism trying not to hate you promise to stay true prob i'm a let you see the real me, the beast I'm concealed And you wanna come and close range Show you that I'm so strange Writing lyrics all day Work hard, get played, yeah You wanna talk down You thought I'd back out Why you trying to be rude, oh yeah You think you know me You can blow me You're irrelevant, dude, yeah You wanna talk down You thought I'd back out Why you trying to be No, I'm insane. This is just a fun game. Know that I can best you when I. 
it a bit Always got my shaking fist Messages are pertinent This song will not be making sense It's sad, I know I never do I should go and get a clue I will take a special bus And sing it what my lesson was My brain outbaked it Run down naked Painted sign life's what you make it Messy hair, street freak Flying on the weed fleet Wanna scrape a pipe I'll show you how to bend the street sweep Watch as I turn up stage I will burn up Can't describe what life was like The least to say it's been Freedom in the land. Oh, 
played and it pleased the Lord But you don't really care for music, do you? Well, it goes like this The fourth, the fifth, the minor fall And the major left The baffled king composing Hallelujah 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 Your faith was strong, but you needed proof You saw her bathing on the roof Her beauty and the moonlight overthrew you But she tied you to a kitchen chair She broke your throne and she cut your hair And from your lips she drew the Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Oh, baby, I've been here before. Seen this room and I've walked this floor. You know, I, I used to live alone before I knew you. But remember when I moved in you and the holy dove was moving too. And every breath we drew was hallelujah. Hallelujah.
left-wing community organizers and campus radicals in Idaho are still up to their dirty tricks, teaching Idaho kids from cradle to college that white people are inherently racist. Now, these left-wing nuts are taking the whole race thing to a whole new level with critical race theory. According to critical race theory, teaching children math, arithmetic, is racist. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, racist. Can you say ridiculous? Malcolm X warned against critical race theory. It's very harmful. It's wrong. And the leftist nuts teaching this stuff to our children know it. Join Idaho Freedom Action to put an end to this leftist takeover of education in Idaho. Join the fight against the teaching of critical race theory to Idaho's youngsters. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org today. IdahoFreedomAction.org X point at night, real country dark. You look up at the sky and see everything you've been missing living in the city. You had no idea there were so many stars. No city lights, no traffic noise. You can actually hear your thoughts because you can actually think without distraction. When morning comes, the light breaks over a surreal nine square miles of unobstructed vista. And you think to yourself, this is a good place. It's quiet, it's safe, and it's beautiful. 600 steel-reinforced concrete bunkers sit on X-Point. They're 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, and have 12 and a half foot high ceilings. The price is $45,000, which is very cheap for what you get and where you get it. In times of natural or national emergency, this is the place you want to be. It's a community, not a commune, and the people there are like-minded. Send an email to brendy at arcmidnight.com and let us connect you with X-Point. X marks your spot. That's the point. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one size fits all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboy and alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats, that's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with We The People Holsters. If you own a handgun, then you know you need the perfect holster to go with it. We The People Holsters are made right here in the USA by gun nerds who are not afraid to support our Second Amendment. Whether you want Kydex or leather, We The People Holsters has just what you need. We The People Holsters is the preferred option of professionals throughout the law enforcement industry as well as those serving in the branches of the armed forces. Simply go to www.outlawradioabs.com, go to the store section, and click on the We The People Holsters banner to select the holster that's perfect for you. Don't wait. Get your holster from We The People Holsters today. 
You can't get good fruit from a bad tree. And there is no more corrupt a tree than Idaho Republican Party leadership. Consider the following Republican leaders who have actually been arrested while serving in the Idaho Republican Party as leaders. U.S. Senator Larry Craig, arrested for soliciting gay sex in a public airport bathroom. Governor Butch Otter, arrested for drunk driving. Idaho Republican Party Director Jonathan Parker, arrested for masturbating in front of his estranged wife's window while wearing a wig. House Representative Greg Cheney, arrested for domestic violence and abuse and threatening to commit suicide in front of his small children. U.S. Senator Mike Crapo, arrested for drunk driving. And this is just the beginning of Republican Party leadership immorality. With leaders like this, is it any wonder that Idaho can't pass any true conservative legislation despite Republicans having full control of the state for decades? It's time to kick the rhinos out in 2022. I'm Ammon Bundy and I approve this message. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train, and Neutronics IGF-1, making men, men again. The songs you just heard, well, you just heard a rare twin spin. Of course, uh, the song, the uh, classic Hallelujah, uh, you just heard it from... Dan Petlansky, and before that from Karen Zoid now, and both South Africans right there, yes. Before that, Mary Cutter with American Tears. Before that, Lurid Liz with Oh Yeah. And starting off the whole set, a new track from Frantic Amber, and that was called Bloodbath. All right, moving right along, it is time for Outlaw Radio Pop Culture Discussion. It's a rat snake. Go get something else. Like what? Like a rope or something. There's no Sears and Roebuck. You grab the snake. It's time now for Outlaw Radio Pop Culture Discussion. And ladies and gentlemen, for this edition of Outlaw Radio Pop Culture Discussion, of course, uh, Steven is still here and... uh, yeah, he's been a Star Wars fan for God knows how long, probably since diapers. Uh, 42 years. Yep. And I'm 42 years old. Yeah. And I'm 47, thank you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I've been a Star Wars fan for, uh, for a long time myself, uh, a very long time, mind you. And um, whereas I thought the Mandalorian was okay, what I saw of it, but uh, quit watching it after uh, Gino Carano got the boot. Um, you made a mistake there. <laughs> well, actually, you know, you stopped watching. She got the boot at the end of the last season, so you haven't missed anything. Well, the thing is, I didn't watch. I found out uh, before that she got the boot before I watched it all. Oh, so you didn't watch, you know, the rest of her episodes? Correct. I quit oh. wa- once once I found once I found out that uh, she got the boot. I quit watching it, but that's not the that's not the point. 
Um, you know, uh, I thought about it and I'm thinking, no, I'm not going to watch Obi-Wan. And then it's like, I like saw some of the previews and I'm like, I fucking give in. I've, I've, I've got to see this. I've got to see this and watch the, uh, first two episodes, the, uh, last weekend and uh just this last wednesday night uh, had to watch the um watch the third episode and overall i mean ewan mcgregor i mean i thought he did well in uh, the uh the, the prequels the prequels yeah i thought i thought he was an excellent choice to play obi-wan kenobi oh he's fantastic and for him to return as obi-wan kenobi and to actually, uh, uh, you know, do so get get behind uh, the the production as well. Or I can't remember if it said uh, produced or directed, but uh, nonetheless, nah, he's an executive producer. Exa- okay, well, still he's in that in that limelight as well as the main limelight too, and putting the story together of what happens between. Uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and I got to say, I, I'm very, very impressed with ha- with how they did it. Uh, what's who's that lady that uh, the the ambitious one, maybe a little too trigger happy, that is unfortunately getting uh, racial backlash, which is a bunch of bullshit. But I won't get into that any further. Uh, I honestly, uh, Mos- and it, it's not because, you know, I think less of her. I'm just horrible, horrible names, Pardon. unless it's in Star Wars continuity. Uh, so I can tell you she plays the name of the er, the character of the third sister, which I'm all for. Oh, my. And there's a reason she didn't show up in Rebels, because obviously she's going to die by the end of this series. Moses Ingram is her yes. name. Uh, oh. You know what? Fantastic actress, and she is perfect in this role. Oh, God. she! I mean, you want somebody... If I mean, if she was in wrestling, she'd be the perfect heel. I mean... She creeps me the fuck out. I mean, she's fucking scary. There's- exactly. I I don't know why these idiot racists are out there bitching about. Oh, this is diversity cast. No, it's not. It's great casting. She's fucking not just a- perfect. You know, another thing too is um, you, you you just look at her. And not only, you know, she's crazy, she's scary, but there's also this mystique about her that makes her sexy, and she's not, uh, you know, she and she's fully dressed. You don't see any cleavage. You don't see any ass. Nothing. She's wearing a tunic, for God's sake. And she's covered up to the neck. And she's still making that sexy. She really kind of is. I mean, Mike. I don't. What do Star Wars fans? And again, I'm a lifelong Star Wars fans. And I will also say this: Star Wars, you know, fans are the biggest bunch of dicks on the internet. Good God! Just because it's not exactly what you envisioned in your head, doesn't mean 
you go out to be a total dick online and harass people. Well, I mean, I really, I mean, let's just leave that subject where it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, the assholes are going to be assholes. I, I don't think they could have picked anybody better to play the role. I really don't. Uh, she is phenomenal. And to have Hayden Christensen back, along with uh, the voice of James Earl Jones. <laughs> oh, you know, I know. I, I'm hoping the reason we have Hayden Christensen back, we're only at episode three right now. So we really haven't seen any flashbacks for Hayden. But he's doing the physical work as Darth Vader. That's kind of cool. Unnecessary, but cool. I mean, let's face it. Uh, as far as the Mandalorian, Pedro Pascual has not done 90% of the, uh, of the physical work as the Mandalorian. Yeah. But Hayden's doing all of it. And, uh, you know, it's like, you know, in, in, um, in the first three that were that were released, you know, I mean, we knew Darth Vader. Well, you know, Darth Vader was the bad guy and all that. But it seems like now, you know, this vendetta with Obi Wan. I mean, we're seeing a different side to his evil, like tenfold. It's like, Not to mention the physicality, because let's face it, in the original trilogy of films. The only time we really got to see Darth Vader being Darth Vader was a little bit in Jedi and a tiny bit in Empire. It was more psychological then. The first time we really got to see Darth Vader being the reason we are afraid of this motherfucker was in Rogue One in that yeah, that what, cameo, thirty yeah. seconds or whatever it was. Yeah, that that brief cameo, but but right. he, but here is Darth Vader on. He is hell bent on revenge because let's face it, Obi Wan probably should have killed him when he was a burnt cinder on the on the side of that hill near that flowing lava. I believe he already said it. He said no. He should have killed me. He said he did say that. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and not only that, but you got Obi-Wan who has pretty much abandoned the Force, living in exile on Tatooine, just living an odd job, not even carrying a lightsaber, but he decided to be uncivilized and carry a blaster. Yeah, and was his job was he was a meat cutter. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he just... Who, who, by the way, at the end of every ship stole a piece of meat to eat. And boy, isn't isn't uh, the role of Leia? To, what a little shit she is! <laughs> I want to smack her, and quite frankly, I love that because in A New Hope, I wanted to smack her. You want? Uh, no, Aren't not... you a little short to be a stormtrooper? <laughs> I wanted to smack her from the first I'm, second. I'm I'm looking at this, and I'm like, oh my god, you need to be turned over the knee and with a willow switch. You fucking little brat. <laughs> no, I, I'm loving... I I don't know why anybody is dissing on this series because I am loving every 
damn minute of it. It it is they they really did, despite Disney going woke, which I absolutely hate. But uh, they they really did. It's the world we're in. It's going to yeah. happen. But uh, they really did push it far, and and they're they're doing so good. It's good to see you and McGregor back in there. It really is. And that scene, uh, spoiler alert. Trust me, if you haven't seen episode three yet, stop listening. But the scene between Obi-Wan and Anakin and Obi-Wan just being afraid was a wonderful piece of terror. He looked terrified. Hugh McGregor looked like he was scared to death, and he's actually gone on record saying the first time, you know, he saw this character when they rehearsed it and everything. It was somebody without the helmet or Hayden without the helmet. Okay, fine. When they shot it, it was Darth Vader with the full helmet and Hayden in the costume coming after him. He was scared. And I can see that coming well, through his performance. It was a just. See, well, what, what we learned. I loved it. What we learned is that uh, you know after um, in in Revenge of the Sith, once uh, he um, Obi Wan had left with a dying Padme, um, you know he he Padme, not Pod. What the, who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares? But uh, yeah, uh, about eight billion Star Wars fans who who can will suck, roast you online. Who can suck my dick for all I care? But fair enough. Anyway, now the uh, you know what what we learned is that he believes that uh, Anakin Skywalker was had died on that uh, that lava world, whatever that planet was, and uh, oh, no. he's still alive. Oh shit! Not only is he still alive, he's pissed. He's become and this insane monster and he's fucking pissed god have mercy is he yeah but not only is he pissed though he's fucking terrified he's afraid yeah i mean i'm thinking you know obviously that you know this this duel that they had in in uh in Episode three. This is probably going to end in in something like a draw. No, Obi Wan fucking lost. And no, in episode three, Obi Wan won. No, he didn't. That's where he in episode three. That's where he cut his leg and arm off and all. No, that shit. episode. Yeah. Th- no, no. I episode three <sighs> of Obi Wan. Not okay. You gotta clarify that because I hear episode three. I think Revenge of the Sith. Okay, no, episode He won three. in Revenge of the Sith. He won. Anakin, you were my brother. Yeah, they, yeah, he won that one. But. Uh, yeah, the, he lost this one. Uh, big time, too. And he, uh, he just got lucky that uh, there was an Imperial traitor. Otherwise, yeah, he's he uses his lightsaber, starts a big fire, and it's like, you know what? You burnt left me to burn. Now you're gonna feel like what it's to burn. And <laughs> yeah, 
who knows what would have happened after that. I'm pretty sure Darth Vader would have tortured him to death because he, he planned, I think he planned on a slow and painful death for Obi-Wan, but he got lucky and got out of it. You know what I'm afraid of? What's that? James Earl Jones is, uh, God, how old is James Earl Jones? 91. Clint Eastwood's 92. God, Shatner's 91. Uh, I'm afraid that James Earl Jones, at some point, this man is going to die. He's 91 years old. And you hear people say about national treasure. I'm sorry. James Earl Jones is a goddamn national treasure. What do we do about Darth Vader when James Earl Jones dies or can't work anymore? You know, I mean, thank God he's 91 years old and he can well, still speak. Yeah, but he's only the voice actor and there are plenty that can, there are plenty of people that can imitate that voice. So, you know, that legacy will go on. Yeah, but is there? Because they have said that they're not going to recast characters that are bound oh, to oh, oh, that's bullshit because they've already have an NBA player playing Chewbacca. So, no, I mean, and Peter Mayhew pretty much uh, got, he got... Re- he got replaced. Yeah, but before. Peter Mayhew was never the voice of Chewbacca. So they'll you can put any seven feet guy tall in a Wookiee costume. I don't care. You can put Hayden Christensen, quite frankly, as well as he did. You can put any asshole in the suit as long as they can do the physical role. They proved that in Rogue One that wasn't Hayden. But the voice was always James Earl Jones. What do you do when he dies? You know, they're going. You know what? They're going to move on. They're pro- this is probably the last time we might see that role. I mean, I mean, how how many more are they going to make for Christ? as many as they can before he dies? I assure you. See, and then, of course, they're stretching the story out way too much like they're doing The Walking Dead. So, oh, don't be certain that. And so, so yes. Oh, by the way, Fear of the Walking Dead, it's good to see uh, Kim Dickens back. And I'll just leave that, leave it there. But and then Alicia's gone now, so that's something. Yeah, but she didn't die, thank God. But Rick is back for the series finale. Of Walking Dead, so oh, always yeah. happy to see Andrew Lincoln back in the Walking Dead universe. Uh, I wonder if that means uh, what's her name, uh, Danae. I know that's her first name. Danae, Danae Guerrero. I can't pronounce her last name. Guys, hopefully she comes back too. It's funny that nobody's talking about her as far as that. I mean, Rick's back, but she's not. So I don't know. We'll get to that when that time comes. But yeah. Obi-Wan, so far, I don't know why people are dissing on this in any way, shape, or form. I am fucking, I'm hooked. Uh, now, let's just go into a little bit of predictions here as we've pretty much covered spoilers. 
But uh, yeah, you you said you know that uh, that uh, the third sister she's going to die by the end of the season. Who who, yep. who does it? Darth Vader or well, obviously Vader doesn't. No, no, we don't know. That's why I'm asked. Or does Obi Wan get his strength back and does he take her out in a duel? Or does oh, as far as who kills her? Uh, yeah. No, I think Obi Wan does. Or um, either that or. Obi-Wan does her the same service after he whoops the shit out of her the same way he did Darth Vader. Only Honestly, Darth, Darth Vader's not going to take going to tolerate failure and he'll kill her, you know. No, no, I believe um let me think here. Uh, I believe Vader kills her for failure because he said, "You fail me, you're dead." Yeah, I mean, but you know, and it's just not in the in looking at the character of Obi Wan, it is just not like him very often to kill. There's, I can only think of one that he actually killed, and that was General Grievous. Uh, if you watch the animated shows, he also kills Darth Maul. No, he doesn't. Or, or no, in or, the animated show, Rebels, he kills Darth Maul. Because I, you know, because we we saw him cut Darth Maul in half in the uh, Phantom Menace, right? And, and Maul came back. Yep, and and Maul in came. Rebels he kills Maul. Yeah, you know what? A lot of people were expecting Darth Maul to be in this series, and they and and he wasn't, and he's not. Yeah, that's because Ray Parks just fucking. Woo-hoo. You know, it, it would have been interesting to see him come back and. Um, we could have recast him with somebody else, but it is what it is. As far as predictions, I think we get to an epic battle again between Vader and Obi-Wan. And I think the reason Ewan McGregor doesn't have all the gray hair and all that kind of shit like Alec Guinness did, I think in that battle, the Emperor in McDermott shows up and he uses at the end of the Vader battle, he uses the force lightning to shock the fuck out of Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan barely escapes, but he does so with gray hair. That's where we get the no, the gr- the f- no I disagree. I disagree because the gray hair came with age because right, but we're we're Ten years post, you know, Revenge of the Sith, and, he, and we're only eight years before A New Hope, the original Star Wars movie. We've gone from this right now, where Ewan McGregor is, he's not like you know young and vital, but he's still a young. There's no gray in that beard anywhere. To where we see him in A New Hope, he's an old fucking man. Yeah, but but also we're looking at Luke and Leia, and they're they're kids, you know they're grown again, age ten years. That's where they were in A New Hope. They were eighteen years old. I, if I I could have swear it takes longer than that. Nope, it's literally ten years. This series is set. Eight years post Revenge of the Sith. Okay, I did. I did not see that part. So, 
I, I, you know, I'm smart and I read and I look at the, uh, there's this thing they have now called the internet. You can actually research things. Oh, yeah, but a lot of that shit's fan-written, too. But, uh, shit. We're True, but even if you were to, you know, scrap all that, the way in this series appears to be about eight years old. Right? Um, oh, no, I'd have to look at it myself. I'd have to look at it myself. But, no, it's the, there's literally a, from where we are right now in Obi Wan, it's eight to ten years. Um, but anyway, uh, it's time to move on. We are out of time, Stephen. Thank you very much. Um, oh, so we don't get to talk about Magnum PI? I know we don't. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. And that's going to do it for this edition of Outlaw Radio. Now, on tap for next week, we got the seven-year anniversary. And the guests, of course, well, haven't been announced yet. But I'm going to have something good for you. Yes, indeed. Going to end the show with New Breed and Jesse Howard. And this is called Men of War. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio. And we'll be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio. I dream of whiskey and women and gunpowder and smoke and fast cars and rundown bars where all the outlaws are good. I must have missed my train when it gets the green. Got lost a long time ago. But still I rise until the day I die. Man, I miss some days of old. Let's do it for the outlaws And all the men of war All the good old boys like us That's did this shit before Let's do it for the outlaws And all the men of war All the good old boys like us That can't take this shit no more do it for the outlaws. 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 Let's do it for the outlaws. And all the men of war. All the good old boys like us. In a country worth dying for. 
Now, a boy in his front yard playing with his army figures. He says, This one here's my daddy, and this is the man that killed him. Now, his whole platoon on low chills, he calls a sweet revenge. Is that American flag is flying high, just blowing in the wind? His mama prays for the little boy, broken hearted, no daddy there. But the little boy knows deep inside his daddy died on that battlefield. Now, he lays awake in bed at night, he can hear them bombs and the missiles strike, and he can't wait until he's old enough. He gonna sign his name on that dotted line. He's got business to attend to, suited up like men do, jumping out that war plane, hard on fire like a lit fuse, when his army boots finally touch down, he pulls out that old picture, on the front side, his daddy's face on the back side of scripture, through the smoke clouds and the ashes, landmines and loud bangs, with bodies falling left and right, like the whole world going down in flames, he rises up through the pits of hell, says this one's for my father, as he unloads every single shell and becomes a man of honor, dream of whiskey and women. Gunpowder and smoke and Fast cars and rundown bars Where all the outlaws were good I must have missed my train When it gets the green Got a loss a long time ago Still I rise until the day I die Man, I miss some days of old Let's do it for the outlaws And all the men of Of his fallen dad in his old rucksack. He had to watch his mama cry and tell her it would be okay. But on the inside, he's screaming, Mama, I wanna stay. Still, he stands tall, cause that's how he was raised. He bleeds red, white, and blue. For the home of the brave Strong and proud And they can't take that away That away So raise your glass For the real ones And let me hear you say A dream of whiskey and women Gunpowder and smoke Fast cars and rundown bars Days of old, let's do it for the outlaws.
Hey everyone, Bad Billy here. Do you own a business? Or perhaps you're in a band. Or maybe you run a radio show or podcast. Whatever you do, you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than Fresh Baked Tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from Fresh Baked Tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of outlawradioabs.com. Get Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including the new Eden nutritional support system. Check out We the People holsters, made in America by gun nerds who are not afraid to support and stand up for their Second Amendment rights. Click on the We the People holsters banner in the Outlaw Radio store. Get the best night sleep in the whole wide world and more with Mike Lindell's My Pillow pillows and other products. Click on the My Pillow banner in the Outlaw Radio store, use promo code OUTLAW and save up to 66%. Visit My Patriot Supply and purchase buckets of food with a 25-year shelf life. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live, entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Visit outlawradioabs.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. You've heard the phrase, America's most loved brands. And what exactly did our loyalty to some of those most loved brands get us? I'll tell you what, money and lots of it. For organizations and their ideologies that directly conflict with American core values and the American way of life. Enter Etruzu.com, a place for patriots to buy and sell. You can open your own online store for as little as $25 per month and grow your business as big as you want. Buy from patriots and sell to patriots. Everything from ordinary household items to absolutely anything that's available from companies that do not have our country's best interests at heart. With Etruzu.com, you know who you're buying from and you know who you're selling to. Let's make your brand one of America's most loved. Get started at etruzu.com. E-T-R-U-Z-O-O.com. Etruzu, a place where patriots buy and sell. Mark your calendar and make plans now to experience Highway 30 Music Fest 2022, June 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. Take the whole family and enjoy good food and drink, country music, Americana music, rock, and red dirt. Artists performing include Colby Cooper, Lainey Wilson, Ellie Mae Mellencamp, Cliff Miller, Austin English, The Steel Woods, Shane Smith and the Saints, Sam Riggs, and more. Sponsors of Highway 30 Music Fest 2022 include Bud 
Bud Light, Falls Brand Independent Meat Company, Snake River Pool and Spa, and 95.7 KEZJ is Southern Idaho's new country. Have a great time while helping organizations and families in need. Highway 30 Music Fest will take place rain or shine. That's Highway 30 Music Fest 2022, June 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. To order tickets and for more information, visit hwy30musicfest.com. Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too. No matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions.